0: we love film and family tech and travel we like our plates full we'll sleep when we're dead and we'll spend our last five bucks on the best meal in town he's the why and the what and i'm the how and the when we're a perfect team and a party of three and we're doing big things trying not to sweat the small stuff and this is the whole story August 29th, 2020. Life is good, life is hard. These two truths are unrelated. If there's a slogan, this is it right now. I am astronomically grateful that I wake up every morning in a European country, take weekend trips to do monumental race-related activities and do work that can be successfully executed from a remote location. I drink coffee quietly in the morning and get some real thinking stuff done before any of the man-children in my house wake up. My friends are supportive of and tuned into to my wild adventure, and I know without a shadow of a doubt that making this trip will be a tangential course-changer for our cosmic trip through the universe. But this shit is hard. Like the smallest, menial tasks. The language barrier, plus COVID, plus finances, plus how do these boys create so much damn laundry on a weekly basis? The race is next weekend? No, it's not. We're canceling it. Oh, you need to stay in this town for another week because we changed the race location? Too bad. The Airbnb you've been staying in for a month isn't available for another two days, so you'll have to move. You emailed us that important paperwork? Oh, we never got it. I think back to my dad and uncles and my grandma and poppy in their Italian basement kitchen in New Jersey. They tell the old joke of going to school uphill, in the snow, barefoot, both ways. That's pretty much what this feels like. The especially astringent combination of the world's gross inefficiency due to understaffing and reorganized priorities during a global pandemic and exponentially decreased ability to manage stress, critically think, and execute due to months of malaise and low-level cortisol release from watching too much television news media has left us all in a persistent state of maximum effort for minimal result. Throw in the U.S. presidential election is sprinkles on top. There's just no leverage. We're all Sisyphus. Now, I'm not a natural worrier. I don't ascribe to fear-induced wonderings or lean into the what-ifs of life's many twisted ways. If I did, having a kid who's a race car driver and a husband who's self-employed would be absolute torture. I am, however, an optimistic pragmatist and the one who's in charge of keeping this ship afloat by any means necessary. That means I'm the one who battles bouts of insomnia, wrestling nightly all the evil monkey mind thoughts regarding our finances, our choices that impact our finances, and our future, which also depends on the finances. Maybe this is just my family burden, like the way Frank drives us everywhere, and I don't have to think about how to manage a five-hour drive to the next stop. Yesterday was the first day of testing for Ellis. We deserved to be there. We paid full price, a lot of money, To the tune of $12,500 to be there. This wasn't a trade or a deal of any sort. Ellis had the required license and experience to participate. They said we needed a mechanic and that everything else would be provided. We had Pete. Ellis's excitement and raw exhilaration was palpable. We signed in and he received a swag bag along with his very first custom race suit. First mechanics, then drivers went into the tent box for safety and instructional meetings. I neatly folded their new D.E.K.M. shirts, organized the snacks in the back of the van, and started pulling gear with Frank. When Ellis emerged from the tent, he was smiling huge, giddy. We headed to the van so he could check out the swag and his new suit. This is my first real series event, Mom. Like, Spain was just one weekend, and this is the first real competitive series. If I know Ellis, or if I can project for a moment, I know that those words are doublespeak, Those words are authentic excitement and anticipation. Those words are also, I'm ready to be here, right? It's a landing pad for thoughts of potential failure. Now I could get all Montessori and Michael Thompson on you and tell you that there is no failure, that this experience is one on a long journey that will help lead to whatever's next for Ellis and for us as a family. And if we never got on that goddamn plane to Germany and decided to take the leap on this crazy trip, we'd never know. But racing is racing, and racing is about winning, or at the very least, staying competitive consistently in the top five so someone notices you and wants to help you pay your very expensive way to stay in the seat. He's got the look, that's for shit, sure. He puts on that suit and gets in that cart, and it looks like he was made for it, and the kid can drive. But I was having a severe case of imposter syndrome. I want to tell you the whole story. I want to tell you about feeling like the underdog and wondering how the hell any of these other people afford to do this and how my family keeps having 100 euro dinners and I'm afraid that we're going to go broke because of it. I want to tell you all of it. But what if he can't keep pace? What if he can't find more time today and tomorrow during testing? It seems like he's about two seconds behind. And that's not really a money question at all, is it? My biggest concerns are keeping this ship afloat financially. We need tires. There's still more travel to book. Everywhere we turn, there's some additional challenge or concern that sucks money out the door. Taxes need to be filed next month. School is going to start next week. My landlord has no idea that we've sublet our place and are living in Europe, and somehow we're still pretty broken on the verge of maxing out credit wherever available. My school loans are supposed to start being paid again next month. The guy for the electric van wants us to pay the whole contract amount, even if we return the van a month early. Guillaume from Play and Drive doesn't sound like he has anyone for testing yet, and we're still going to trek to Spain in two weeks. It's a lot. It's a fucking lot. I can figure out how to manage all these things, but I can't help Ellis Drive. And we've done everything in our power, I think. How does a parent even measure that, except in what financial means allows them, to give him the best shot possible? Most of these kids have been carting since they were four. He says things like, In the sim, I can do this, or if it rains, I'll be fine because then I'll have some pace. I don't know what I'm trying to get at, really. I want to see him succeed, of course. I want him to use failure as an impetus to improve and not to make excuses. And yet, I want him to know and understand that he's limited by the resources, financial and experiential, that his parents can provide to him, and that we're doing every damn thing to make it work and give him the opportunities he needs and deserves to have a shot." I guess someday we can tell his kids that we did it uphill both ways during a pandemic with crappy Wi-Fi. The world is a really weird place right now. I'm not afraid, but much of my same old shit around responsibility and finances is clearly knocking at the door. Frank is fine ignoring the doorbell. When you The Whole Story is a podcast about my family's journey to follow Ellis's singular passion during a global pandemic. The episodes are audio recordings of the journal I've been keeping since the day we left home in 2020. To learn more, follow The Whole Story on Instagram and visit our website, elysium.co. And remember, life is good, life is hard. These two truths are unrelated. You know, you drive me crazy. You know, you dropped me mad. But I could never live a day without you